Welcome, friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Mojo Moments. I'm your host, Dane Calder. Today, we're going to talk about listening. And here's why. It's got a lot of power. And to add a little more power and mojo to our whole talk around listening, sort of ironic, talking about listening, Mark and I have invited on today's show, Sky Maroc, who's a team member at CloudRaker, but she also has a bit of this side gig called Vent Over Tea. And that whole thing is a super club. I'm going to call it a club. Clubs seem cool. The talks and listens with people, or she'll tell us better what that's all about. Just a quick anecdote here. The reason why that Mark and I were like, we got to talk about listening. It goes back a few weeks ago. I was riding along with the kids in the car on a conference call, and they were they had the good fortune of listening to me yatter away. At the end of the call, my eldest son said, hey, you talk a lot, and you cut people off. Talk about a cold shower. So thought, hey, in this era of Zoom and Skype and Google Meets and Teams and all that, thought it would be a very relevant conversation to talk about listening. So welcome, Sky. Hey. So I did such a awesome job of describing vent over tea as a club is that fair is it a club or what is it exactly we can call it a club it's a it's a non-profit but let's call it a club vent over tea yeah so it's a it's a free confidential active listening service that's offered to the montreal community to promote mental mental wellness and uh connection and community I mean, that's, that's such a noble thing, but what's the, the sort of DNA? Like, what's the core of, of, of this whole process? Like, if someone participates in a vent over tea? Well, it's, it's more of a conversation about the person that's venting. So ideally, you would go to the vent over tea website. You would choose a time that works for you. You know, you have something on your mind. You want to talk about, talk about it with a trained active listener. Um, another really important component is the fact that it's a third party. It's someone, a total stranger, someone that you don't know, someone that you've never met before. Um, we even don't like on the website, we won't list the name of the volunteers and their time slots specifically for that reason. So you don't know who you're going to be speaking to just to keep it totally third party. Um, and yeah, you would just show up at the event session. Uh, before COVID, we were meeting people at cafes for roughly an hour um, or ho- however long the person wanted to vent for. But now because of everything, we do Skype sessions and phone calls. So yeah, you would just start venting about whatever you'd like to vent. And the active listener is trained in, you know, we have a couple skills that we, that we show them, which anyone can learn really, if you want to learn about active listening, it, you know, it can be applied to your work, to relationships, friendships, family, um, you know, it's a skill that everyone can learn and you can apply it to your everyday life. But uh, yeah, the person would vent and the active listener would uh, ask open-ended questions, just trying to get that person that's venting to, to sort of, you know, guide them through a conversation that 
helps them realize what they're going through simply by saying it out loud and having that soundboard to just bounce conversation off of. What's really interesting here. So part of this is like, I guess a bit like therapy or other things, like there's an opportunity for someone to unload whatever is going on. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm, I think, I think I'm a little more curious about the whole active listener side. Like, what is that? Like, what does that really mean? I, I, I have kind of notions of it, but what does it mean to be a good active listener? I mean, active listening is, it's listening with the intent of understanding and empathizing with the person and really putting yourself in that person's shoes and, and seeing where they're coming from and just being totally present. It's about being in the moment with that person. You're engaged, you're mirroring their body language, you're nodding your head, you're throwing in a couple of mm-hmm's occasionally, just, you know, you're present, you're showing that you're actively listening and, and comprehending everything. And yeah, just taking the time to really be present and, and listen to that person. Why does it matter? Honestly, it can benefit, it does benefit the person being heard, as well as the person practicing active listening you know how often when's the last time that you guys have actually felt that you've been really listened to and like you mentioned there's so many distractions nowadays we have social media our phones like work emails everything's constantly little red notification popping up we're so distracted and it's just so nice to have someone just be there and and listening and then as someone practicing active listening There's so many skills that you can learn from it. Not only are you learning to listen, it'll help with problem solving. um, It'll help with leadership skills. uh, And I think you genuinely just feel better after like having really listened to someone and seeing how how good it makes them feel. Well, it's interesting you say leadership skills. I was was thinking of years ago when I was living in India this uh i don't know my sitar teacher he liked to be a bit my guru okay sounds a little cliche but i had a sitar teacher anyway he he practiced what gandhi did which is a vow of silence every monday so he was like no talking on monday anyway the way he explained it to me the reason why Gandhi did this and maybe Gandhi got this from other gurus or whatever, but it was, and I don't know if Monday was just a sort of random choice a day, but it was taking a day out every day, no talking. And he didn't put it so much as listening to others, but listening to himself. So by allowing sort of, you know, hearing his inner sounds by, by having the blocking out the continuous blah, blah, and leaving room for his own internal clarity, which sounds a little different than than the whole spirit of vent over tea. But when you think of Gandhi as a leader, I think that was a big part of it, like this whole notion, his ability to to hear hear the mood, hear what what you know the, the average Indian was was worried about, and um. So I don't know what are your thoughts between that 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 notion of okay tapping your own internal listening versus listening to others. I think that you know it takes time and and practice to do that for ourselves and 
we may not always have that opportunity to take a whole Monday and really sit and sit with your thoughts and listen to yourself. So that's where I feel like having people actively listen to you can help because we don't always all have that time to reflect on our internalized thoughts. Saying them out loud to someone is kind of the same, or I feel like it's it's pretty similar. You don't get that opportunity if you don't have that opportunity to meditate or whatever and, and kind of like listen to your own thoughts and the things that we have going on and like we internalize a lot of stuff and it's just in our in our thoughts but saying it out loud kind of makes it 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 real and and you know you maybe want to take action on it or you you'll realize something you never realized before simply by either reflecting on it or saying it out loud to someone i think one of the things that kind of unites both of your thoughts is that element of the active listener as well as the person who wants to be by themselves um and sort of with their own thought is that element of being present because one of the things of being an active listener is you have to be fully engaged in that conversation and paying attention to that person in, in all the way that they're manifesting and communicating verbally and non-verbally. And then when you're doing the sort of vow of silence, which is funny, Brian Cranston, I think also does that. The guy from breaking bad, the guy who broke bad. <laughs> yes. bad. Um, yeah. It's, it's all about being present and, you know, Personally, for me, I have a, a three-year-old, and it's one of those things that it's so easy to not be present in those conversations because, like, he's playing Paw Patrol and he's running around and he's doing all that stuff. But like, it's so easy to let your mind wander of like, okay, what am I going to make for dinner? Or okay, there's this thing that's coming up with work or whatever. But to really listen to anyone, and, and like, even as a child, you really have to be present and focus, and it's really energy draining. <laughs> and I assume vent for tea is also like that. It's like a, it's almost like a physical endurance thing for those people who are actively listening to so many different people. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can be, it absolutely can be. You kind of have to close yourself off for many uh, exterior distractions. Even in a cafe, right? Like you're in a cafe and there's all this stuff going around. I kind of want to jump back if I may like vent over tea. So say someone is interested in using this service what type of conversations are you supposed to be having? Like, can I phone someone up and say like, I'm really upset and I want to vent about, I can't see the James Bond film until midway through next year. And it's been delayed nine months already. Like I want to, I want to talk and yell and scream about that. Like what type of conversations are we having? Absolutely. Anything and everything. There's literally no problem too big or too small. If you just want to chat to someone because you're new to the city, you can also call Vent Over Tea. That's okay, cool. okay. Now, yeah. now I'm riffing <laughs> remarks. So when does someone's venting go too not it's just too much and it's like, look, now you gotta just take a chill pill. Is there ever it's that gotta, moment? It's gotta be on the active listener to corral that conversation back in sort of a useful way. It's sort of like a life coach would, you know, guide you through a certain thought. I assume that that person, and I'm, I'm, you know, speaking on behalf of Sky at the moment, so she can set it up. She can speak. She can set it up, and then it, it, they're going to corral it in some some well, way. Maybe right? they don't. Maybe they don't. What do you? What do you? No, I mean, it. It's up to the the active listener to decide because bent over tea is not therapy. It's they're active listeners that are trained active listeners, but by no means are are volunteers therapists. 
Um, so, you know, we do in our training, we do leave it up to them um, to decide when someone might need. Active listening is kind of like the gateway to therapy, if you will. It's kind of to give them a feel of what it what it feels like to express how they're feeling, what they're going through to an active listener. And if that helps them, great. If it helps them, you know, talk about whatever is going on in their mind, makes them feel better at the end of the day, even better. But it it isn't a replacement for therapy. So we do have resource cards that we give to the volunteers and and other resources that if they feel the person venting needs, they can give them those and Does that happen on well. the spot? It's kind of like this person needs to talk to someone like right now, here, take this card. I'll give you my phone kind of thing. Like what happens? <laughs> it, I think it depends on the situation, but uh, you know, if it's, if it's, it seems like an emergency, then absolutely. Yes. Um, but it's, if it's, it seems less urgent then then yes, we'll kind of not drop the hint, but let them know that there are other resources available. Maybe they do, they should talk to uh, a professional about whatever they're going through and then kind of discuss with them the different options that they do have. Say it's one of the sort of less obvious cases, like the person, let's just be dramatic and say they're not suicidal. We're talking someone who just maybe would benefit. Is that like a follow-up email that comes out from Vent Over Tea? Like, hey, we really hope that you enjoyed your session with insert name. Just if you're interested, we have these other resources. If you want to reach out, that's great. Like, is that is that kind of a mechanic that you guys have? Yeah, I mean, like we would talk about it in the session with the person venting, and then um, follow up with an email afterwards if if we need, if just to make sure, you know, as a reminder, these are your resources available. It's very cool. I kind of want to talk to someone about James Bond now. Nobody in my nobody in my house you, you nobody in my house can. gives a shit. So I'm just like, who wants to talk about this? So how much of that is just about shutting up? How much is listening about just being completely silent? A, a good part of it, I guess. Yeah, but you're while you're being silent, there's other things going on, right? Like typically active listening, we vent over tea breaks it down into three categories. So there's the hearing aspect of it. That's when you're engaged with the person, you're nodding, you're asking, you know, you're listening to them, you're hearing them, you're being present for them. Then there's the comprehending aspect. So while the person's speaking, you're actually thinking of guiding questions that you can ask that might open the conversation up or dig a little bit deeper and guide that person. Maybe, you know, they, and as we, as we speak, we don't realize that common themes might be coming up or, you know, and as an active listener, you can notice those things. So the comprehending comprehending aspect is like while they're speaking, figuring out how you're going to open that conversation up a little bit deeper and get them to speak a little bit more about whatever they're speaking about. Um, and then there's the replying aspect of it as well. So that's when you're answering and you're actually asking the questions. Um, so we say to ask open-ended questions guided questions, no yes or no questions, uh, validate the person, normalize how they're feeling, um, you know, mirror, mirror body language as well helps, makes them feel a little bit more comfortable at ease, um, avoid asking why, because it makes the person feel that they need to justify why they've just said that. Um, so just little tips like that. It's interesting you say, you know, guiding questions and so very sort of behind, in the kitchen of Mojo Moments podcast making, 
in the early days, um, when we'd invite uh, guests like you on, and there'd be a lot of preparation, a lot of questions. It was almost too queued up. And as Mark and I and Gisela uh, were debriefing and looking at how to move this forward, we started streamlining that and having less, more, more flag posts for the, the conversation versus rigid structure because it almost took away. You're almost, you, you know, I'd be in the middle of the person having a great riff on something and then be like, okay, what's my next question? And, you, and it made it, it took away from the actual listening. And made it less fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I think we just came to that because it just felt more sincere and natural to to move away from that type of structure. Um, so it, now you've made, made me understand why that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of radio hosts who who say a similar sort of thing. If because if they overly prep for something, like some things you have to prep for. If you're going to go through a bunch of sports statistics, you need to prep those sports statistics ahead of time. But if you're having conversations with people, I mean, obviously you're going to have some sort of context for whatever that conversation is. But then if you're t- so busy trying to look to hit your marks, you're never going to pay attention to what that other person is going to say. So like say you're going to interview an author and you haven't read their book, you're going to have to ask them questions to give them answers. Then you got to listen to those answers to propel the conversation forward. So it is kind of a form of active mm-hmm. listening at the same time, obviously not in the quote unquote therapeutic realm. Wait, when you have an author on, you're supposed to read the book. Well, we know you don't. Okay. Okay. Just, <laughs> just wonder. You don't have to, <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of the people when authors come on, haven't read the book, you know, they're on the book tour to promote the book. So if you haven't read that book, you are really taking the place of the general public who haven't. Like, what's this book about? Oh, that's interesting. Do you talk about this? And like, you're you're moving into that exploratory territory, which is kind of interesting. So mm-hmm. it depends, I guess, you're making who you're trying to be. Thank you. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I mean, you didn't you didn't read the Molson book? I know. No, no, I didn't. Yeah, okay. Don't tell everyone. <laughs> the, it's transparency and honesty in broadcasting that's absolutely just like me my embarrassing moment with the kids but okay so sky quick question shoot is this like a deep calling of yours or did it did something happen to you and you're like shit i gotta work on this active listening thing (laughs) uh definitely not the second option (laughs) i don't know i mean i don't know if you would say it's a deep calling i've just i Personally, I've just always been very people curious. I like listening to people. I like hearing about their stories. And it, it's fun to ask questions that you know is going to make someone reflect and then have them come up with an answer that maybe they wouldn't have thought about otherwise if they weren't speaking to someone and it was just like an internal thought. So for me, it's just more I, I, I genuinely like listening to people and, and getting to know them or understanding like where they're coming from. And when did you get involved with Vent Over Tea? I got involved with Vent Over Tea. I started, I think one of my old coworkers brought me to one of their events once after work. And I'd read up a little bit about it. And she told me it was going to be, you know, an opportunity for you to try an active listening session. And then uh, like a group kind of, not therapy, but a group conversation. And I was like, oh, I don't really know if I feel like sharing things with strangers right now. Like it didn't really... But I went anyways, and I'm super happy I did. It was it was a really, really cool event, and I got the chance to 
um, try out the mini active listening session. And I, in 10 minutes, I was blown away. I was talking about things that I, about, you know, like personal relationships and stuff. And I was like, how did we get here? Like, what, what did you do to me? And then, uh, yeah. And then I, I just started going to more and more of their events. And I think in 2018, I started volunteering as an active listener and then eventually started helping them out with their public relations, their partnerships. Um, and yeah, now we're actually working on a podcast of our own, but that's to be determined to come. Oh, that was, that was a news drop. That was exciting. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. And I think what you guys are doing is extremely uh, relevant and useful in this uh, forever in any era. But I think, I think particularly right now, I think what you're doing is so deeply important. I mean, just think of our, every, you know, every, what everyone's living in this sort of isolation. I mean, my dad's in, a, in an assisted living home, and uh, he's not allowed to leave his room. Like, technically, he's a, autonomous, but he's not allowed to leave his room and, uh, for fear okay. of, of, of the pandemic. Um, I think a lot of anxiety is being built up, and uh, I know you're one of many different options and channels for this type of help but i think it's super noble and and awesome um we need a url let's get the url bentovertea.com you got the dot com that's awesome. yeah i like that you were employing some of your active listening techniques during thane's story that was really cute you you tilted your head <laughs> I was. you went mm-hmm, and you really you so <laughs> nice beautiful work I'm, I'm actively listening I, just a little side note have you and maybe it's just me i found that my listening, so during this year of doing virtual meetings and all that, I actually find it harder with video than just going into pure audio. Because uh, I just looking at a screen the whole time doesn't feel as natural. And I actually can listen better when I don't feel I have to look and I can scribble notes and things like that. Is this more? I'm almost the opposite. Really? Yeah, I one of the things I found so difficult during this whole year has been the lack of physical cues during conversations, especially like we do a lot of presentations for what we do, presenting creative work or just results or whatever. And usually you can gauge some sort of feedback when you're in a room with people. You know, if they start shifting awkwardly, you're like, okay, I got to speed it up. Or the big but yawn. When, yeah, the yawn, that happens a lot during your presentations. <laughs> but it's it's been really difficult. So I kind of have to pay attention. It keeps me locked in if there are faces. And I know that they could be looking at me. I kind of have to stay locked in. Whereas if I go just audio, I'll be like, I'm listening. And I'll start wandering around my office and like cleaning up my desk and playing with things and like moving <laughs> things around. Like I, I'll, I'll, I'll listen, but not actively. I will be mm-hmm. hearing, but not listening. Yeah, I find it I find it easier in person. Even the video calls sometimes it's harder to pick up on 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 cues. It is, yeah. And, yeah. Well, then we all have our I, I I guess we have different ways of listening better. It's ways of processing information, certainly. Yeah. Cuz I, I one of my favorite things is actually not being tethered to my computer, having my mobile head you know, headphones on like on my iPhone and actually going to the chalkboard that I have here and I chalkboard notes and then it allows me to, to actually stay more engaged in the, in the conversation. I actually pay attention better that way. 
Interesting. How very old school of you, needing a chalkboard to pay attention. Did you have any issues with as a child with chalkboards? Well, and I think it has to do with my iron deficiency issue, but we won't go into that today. We'll save that for now. Oh, that's, that's, we'll save that for the mojo of iron. <laughs> <laughs> so on that, Sky, thank you. We have the URL, eventovertea.com. Uh, and uh, thank you for joining our podcast. Thanks for having me. And thanks for actively listening. Yeah, listen (laughs) up. And by the way, if you love this podcast, you know what to do. Not just listen, but share, spread it to the world. Tell everyone about it. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.